welcome back to Spirituality Untapped. I'm Melody. And I'm Michelle. Welcome, Solis. We want to thank you for being a part of the sisterhood. You guys are the reason we created this space. And if you're new, welcome. You've found your sanctuary. This is where we finally get to be our weirdest, expanded, most authentic selves together. Yes, you're now a part of this radical mission of finally healing your past, unlocking your purpose, and really truly living as your highest self. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. (laughs) How goes Uh, it? All right, how goes it? I feel like this month has been kind of slow for me. I was laughing because I'm like, we sound so sad. We're like, hello. (laughs) We do. We do kind of sound sad. That's my vibe today, TBH. But yeah. All right. But before we get into our girl banter and our topic of the episode, (laughs) let's talk about our promotion. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'll do promos. Let's get them out of the way so I can talk (laughs) about how sad I am. Okay. Okay. No, for real. The one thing that I am really excited about is, you know, our new offerings. That's the thing that like lights us both up the most is when we can like create things that really serve our audience. Mm -hmm. Gives us so much love and purpose and excitement for our vision. And a little tidbit of that is the new series that we are releasing. Yeah. Now there's (laughs) There's three that I had the idea to create. One was called Be Boundaried. The next one was called Be Magnetic. And the third one was Be Unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one that we we put out a survey recently and we're like, what do you guys want to learn about? And essentially it's all about boundaries. And I feel like everybody's like, I need to set more boundaries. Like I'm an overgiver and all of this stuff, whatever it may be. And I hear you because I think both Melody and I have been like, I don't know. I can speak for myself. I was like a people pleaser. Preach. I like let people step all over me in my career and my relationship, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So I was like, it's time for us to all get over that collectively, not get over it, but to really kind of buy into this journey. So we created Be Boundaried. It's going to be probably recorded by this point, but you'll be able to see that in our courses that are available on our website. And that's going to be linked down below. And if you want to try another course, Yay. And you want to try another course that you actually can get 10% off of if you use the code solely S O U L I, then feel free to check that out. That's a more holistic way for you to kind of get in touch with our work. It's a seven day program where you can really understand like, what can I do to accelerate my ability to be a better version of myself every single day? There's some really timeless principles that are in there. Um, you get a little lesson every single day, a little worksheet, And it allows you to tap into deepening your understanding of your emotions. You can create actual tangible, practical action plan within it as well. And overall, I know a lot of our students go back to that anytime they want a refresher on how to just become their highest selves and get in tune with them. So those are two offerings that I really wanted to talk about today is Be Boundaried, which again, you'll find at project3h.com. And then if you're like, oh, I want something a little bit more holistic, try the highest self-accelerator bootcamp. If you rolled scroll down all the way to the bottom of the website, you'll see the code there as well to make it super easy for you. That is my part. (laughs) Okay. Well now, sorry guys, we are not, we are not sad. We are just drained two different things. 
I'm sorry. So- <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Well then. Yeah. So yes. let's we're gonna have this girl banter slash therapy session. Michelle, yeah. how have you been? Let's talk about it. Okay. Tell okay. Me. Maybe I'm being a little, okay. I, maybe that's like the Scorpio in me. I have a Scorpio moon and I feel like Scorpios tend to be a little dramatic in the best <laughs> ways, but also we can be a little like chaotic with our emotions, but I would like, <laughs> I woke up on Monday and I was like, oh my God, like I don't want to be a company owner. I don't want to be a coach. I want to quit all the things <laughs> And I totally just was like in this headspace of doubting myself. <laughs> and I remember like anytime this happens, I like need to like Google what's going on, like in the cosmos basically. And I want you people to know <laughs> that Mer- Mercury is in retrograde until June 2nd. <laughs> Dear God. I know. Okay. I shouldn't really like blame that, but I will say this, there are days where I'm just like, I don't want to do this. Like, I can't do this. I don't have the energy for it. And I'm sure all of you guys can kind of relate. Um, And I wish today I could be like, oh, here's the perfect formula of how I got through it. (laughs) But I don't have one. And I'm going to be real with you about that. And the only thing that's really been helping me is like talking to Melody about it or like just feeling my emotions and just letting Mm -hmm. them ride right now. So that's where I'm at. And mind you guys, like... um, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that can, I don't know if that's an emoji or a word, but is my, my word for the day. But um, to kind of uh, support Michelle's yeah. um, statement is if you guys are interested in becoming your own boss, owning your own business, whatever it is, which is a lot of you, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We're just going to give you kind of like the business one-on-one. It's not all green valleys and roses and rainbows hell no I know I always tell our students I'm like it's not cute it's like not cute sometimes there are days where I'm like I'm gonna quit I'm done I'm just gonna work a stupid nine to five all day for the rest of my life and never have any meaning like we go into a deep dark space sometimes but that's totally normal for you to feel the way you feel because Mm -hmm. you're probably tired you're drained you're kind of at your wits end and I mean, what else can you say? Like at this point, like, and especially if you're like one doing it by yourself, if you're doing it with a partner, it's just as hard because you have another individual working with you. So if you guys decide to do this, do this with such a way that you're not hurting yourself, each other, and just allow yourself to feel what you feel. Now, I feel like that's a good starting point for sure. I will say this melody, like after you saying that, like having a partner in this now, like I feel like this is like my second phase of the company. Right. Right. And something that I like really realized was like, oh, like I need to do this with somebody and a quote that we've been like sharing together. And I think a lot of people are going to benefit from it is Mm -hmm. if you want to go fast, go alone, (laughs) but if you want to go far, go together. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's been something that's been almost like a mantra for me lately. And it's funny because yeah. And I feel like too, we talked about this in a previous episode too, but we were like hella beefing, like we were having a fight and Melody was like, I'm just drained. I know. And there's a lot going on. And I feel like now it's my turn. I'm like, I'm drained and I need everything. But that's the beauty of like having a partnership is when Mm -hmm. one person is really kind of like buckling, the other person gets to be like this guiding light. And honestly, it's Melody's turn to be mine. And you've been doing such a beautiful job. It's guys, if you haven't noticed, Michelle and I are married. 
I know. We which leads into <laughs> which yeah, leads yeah, into our go. topic of the day: spiritual partnership in what is it called? Conscious coupling and uncoupling. And I, I mean, these are terms that this is a very long. I'll, I'll read the whole title. What okay. is spiritual partnership? Conscious coupling and uncoupling friends, lovers, and more. And I feel like <laughs> I, did I title that? I must have I probably did. because I don't know what uncoupling means. I thought <laughs> coupling, but like, I was like coupling, like cupping, like you're like, you're like, is this sexual? Like, yeah. Like, is this sexual? <laughs> no, I'm not that stupid. I was just having a really off day. I'm like, she no. wants to uncup me. <laughs> no. Sorry. I'm sure like, it's funny because I'm sure there's people that are like in the audience being like, what's uncoupling, like conscious uncoupling and Mm -hmm. and coupling. But if we'll do more of the definition, like within the podcast when we start it, but honestly, like these are just terms that are used in the spiritual community. And really it's about having just like an intentional relationship with anybody. So the things that we're going to be sharing today are things that you can apply to any type of relationship that is for the betterment of growth. Um, but yeah, should we just like dive into the first question maybe, and then everything will be explained. Yes. I kind of want you to yes. uncouple and uncouple me and Gabe sometimes. <laughs> oh You're like, okay, it's uncoupling time. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. All right. Let's go. Okay. So what is yeah. spiritual partnership? Like what is a spiritual partnership and how do you, I guess, tell if you have one because I feel like I have yeah. one with Gabriel but there are days where I want to murder him so that may not be very spiritual. you're like is that still conscious I don't know yes, exactly <laughs> um I'll let you define it in just a minute but I'll do more of like my teacher role which is like telling more of like a concrete definition of it and gotcha. I've been doing a little bit of research on this and tried to figure out something that everybody can kind of like bite into in terms of the definition. And I'm sure many of you guys know who Gary Zukov is. Um, he's just like a beautiful author that, uh, that writes on a lot of like spiritual relationships, the spiritual journey, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-mm. And the way that he defines spiritual partnership is a spiritual partnership is a partnership between equals for the purpose of spiritual growth. And I think this would be an important time to kind of break down little segments of that so you mm-hmm. can really see how powerful it is. When he says equals, I think that's something really important to note because when you come to a relationship, when you feel 100% yourself, when you feel like you have so much to bring to the table and you're really taking ownership of those things, in my opinion, that high self-worth state of being is when Mm -hmm. you feel like, yes, I'm full. And when you find another person that is in that state, or at least subscribes to those types of ways of living, that is really profound because you can come in as equals. And then it almost becomes like this third entity, this third being a playground, if you will, a safe haven, whatever you want to call it. It's this beautiful container that you get to have with this other partner where you can get together and, you know, move toward an expansion of your spiritual growth. Now, I know I was throwing all of these different terms out, but if you kind of look back to some of your most profound relationships, whether they ended already, whether it was a friendship that kind of faded away, I'm sure we can all think of 
this experience with another person where we're like, like I got so much out of the relationship and I'm better because of it. So if you guys take a moment and start thinking about all those things, you'll understand that there's probably so many spiritual partnerships that you've already come across. But I think today we're going to have it more in the context of love and more, you know, current relationships, whether that's friendship or romantic partnership. And then secondly, something that I really wanted to mention too, I wanted to define spiritual growth because I I think a lot of individuals are going to be like, what is spiritual growth anyways? And a lot of people will kind of tie it into personal growth. Like, how can I be more productive? How can I be a better person? Mm -hmm. How can I sleep better? And again, I always want us to be in this practice of making it so specific and special to you and spiritual growth is truly when those two people have very similar values that are complementary of one another. Mm-hmm. And I'm very particular about using the word complementary. They don't have to be the exact same values. And I wanted to give you an example. I talked to Oliver about this and I'm like, how can I illustrate this for our audience? And one of the things that we do agree on is our version of wealth. How we define wealth is quality of life and not necessarily Like, yes, it includes monetary value, but that's not Mm -hmm. the main way that we define it. It's quality of life and time that we get to have doing the things that we love. So Mm -hmm. we agree in that way, but our vehicle of getting there is very different. He's more minded in like a tangible vehicle where he's like statistically looking how about how he can do it. He's more goal oriented. It's more career focused when he thinks of wealth, which is fine. But for me, it's definitely more energetic. Like how can I bring wealth and wealthiness into my life right here, right now. And it's mm-hmm. more of a state of being versus being goal oriented. So hopefully yeah. that paints a, is, am I making sense that that paints a picture of the complimentary version of, you know, spiritual growth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think so. so I have that's a what question. I would, Sorry. Yeah. So, okay. um, say that you, you mentioned that when it comes to people finding a partner, they should be somewhat at their highest level. Is that correct? Like they're, they need mm. to be in a, a headspace where they're there and they're present. Yeah. yeah. I think that if you are in a place where you're just have any kind of level of consciousness where you're like, I know who I am. I know what I want. I can very part- specifically articulate that mm-hmm. you feel confident about it. I would say, you know, that would be like the highest, highest version of yourself. I hesitate a little bit because yeah. like, there's no highest version. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. We're always like growing, but I would say when you're in that place where you have that level of confidence, confidence, that's like a good starting point or a catalyst okay. be ready for a spiritual relationship. So I guess yeah. my question would be is if a, if there is a person who is going down a spiritual journey, but she, he or she is already in a relationship, how would they, I guess, grow to have a better spiritual partnership as opposed to just them going by themselves. Because totally. uh, like for me, like in my example, I started doing my spiritual journey. Gabriel has like no care in the world about it, but I wanted to take him along because I knew that deep down he would be my forever. And so as I like started kind of up leveling myself, I kind of <laughs> I know nonchalantly exactly like sh- not really shoved it in his face, but more like <laughs> spirituality ta-da. yeah <laughs> like, yeah I guess how would a person how would a person really integrate that to be like a very conscious yet careful 
introduction to being a spiritual partnership or becoming a better one or something like that. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think this is what I'm hearing from you. I feel like there's two camps. There's one camp where it's like, okay, I'm on my individual journey. I'm single. I'm trying to find a partner or partners that I want to like go on this journey with. Okay. Clean slate. That's essentially what I was talking to initially. You're what I'm hearing you ask is like, you know, what do I do if like, I, I found spirituality and I've been in a long-term relationship and I kind of want my partner to start going right. on that path with me. Is that there what I'm go. hearing from you? Yeah, yeah totally. Um, yeah. So I've dealt with this in two ways. <laughs> One, I was with a partner that was spiritual in his own way, but like we were totally on fucking different paths and it just wasn't working. (laughs) And I feel like my piece of advice here is like, all you can really do is go on that spiritual journey and be that example for the other person. Because if you guys are meant to be, you guys will naturally have that powerful influence just like you did with Gabriel. And I feel like this, why don't you share like how you made that work? When when did you find (laughs) like more of a spiritual path? And what were some of those milestones that helped him kind of start getting curious about your journey? Oh, well, I think with, so as you guys already know, if you've been listening since towards the very beginning, you guys know that I went through a bit of a huge ass health scare around 2020. And if you guys don't know, my uh, now husband and I have been together for about eight years. We got married on our eighth anniversary together. Um, And he has, my husband has seen me through the greatest of times and also like the pits of hell lowest of times. And I think when I had my health scare, he was on board for just about anything. So when I told him I'm going to start focusing on myself, my spirituality and healing myself from the inside out, he was all on board, extremely supportive. And I, like I, I keep saying this, but he's a blessing in disguise for me. He's been there since day one and he was very open to just hearing what I had to say whether or not he wanted to accept and use what I say, <laughs> eh, still up for debate. But I slowly started to see that my husband had some kind of <clears throat> law of attraction method. Like for him, yes. he would have like pictures of his favorite vehicle or his dream vehicle, where he wanted to be, what he wanted to do. I think this is just a lot easier for guys, but when he sets his mind to something, he's pretty much dead on straight and he's going to go plow yeah. like a bulldozer bulldozer sorry yeah bad english (laughs) but that was him and i i mean he still has his logical sense like i think the logic is far more superior than his spirituality but he has a very good harmony and balance when it implies those two together and i think that's just how he is naturally it just came became more like apparent and uh obvious after i started kind of again slowly shoving it his way (laughs) <laughs> were you actually shoving it or were you just I was like, just, just sharing all loud. of the things I was yeah, just yeah. I was being my loud ass self and I was like honey honey look at this look at this look at this it's like oh my god yeah. what <laughs> I feel like there's so many like energetic things at play when that was happening like whether you're conscious of it or not but I think your right. excitement and how well it was working for you and how mm-hmm. things were changing so quickly like when you were in HSA or maybe even before that you know yeah like everything was shifting so quickly and rapidly for you and since he loves you so much right he's already like committed his openness was you know this perfect container so that he can be like okay well I I (laughs) hear her right now but if you tell him enough he's eventually (laughs) yeah (laughs) but but not a lot of people have that 
have that opportunity with their partners? Like, I guess, right. how would you integrate them into something like this? As, as, as something in, let me rephrase. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> how would you integrate your partner who may or may not be interested in spirituality into spirituality? Like in, in a non-obviously forceful shoving and annoying way. I feel like you're saying shoving, but really you probably were just sharing your excitement. You know, <laughs> I say I shoving say because this. I'm like on the man. I'm physically on the man. Like, honey, look at this. Read oh, the really? book. <laughs> like read the book. <laughs> read this right now. Um, you know what, when I was in the beginning stages with Oliver, I didn't even perceive him as like the spiritual person at all. I know he had a lot of spiritual influences because luckily his mom was really into it with her own mm-hmm. journey. Um, but definitely not at the level that we are in terms of how to articulate it. I feel like yeah. we go deep into like spiritual context, like all of these strategies, like da da da, versus both Gabriel and Oliver. I feel like there's some like innate part of them that kind of like already embodies it, like whatever. Yeah. That's annoying. <laughs> but I will say this: I wanted so badly to be able to talk to him about mm-hmm. the things that I really enjoyed. And how I kind of introduced it, if you guys, I'm sure you guys are waiting for the more tangible things. I, I introduced it through books. I, I recognize that Oliver was a reader. Like he mm-hmm. loves to read. He can consume information and his retention is like a fire. Like, I don't even know how he remembers all of this stuff sometimes. It's like insane. <laughs> Meanwhile, I literally have to like read the same page 10 times. I'm so distracted. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> um okay but anyway so I was like okay you have to you have to not do it for yourself and almost like set it out as like an invitation like I noticed he liked to read so that was like a gateway for me to like introduce books to him and instead of giving him like a Joe Dispenza book that's gonna be so (laughs) fucking dense I gave him the alchemist it's like such a sweet introduction it's more of like a universal Mm -hmm. story so doing things like that I think are really helpful but always remember like be super (laughs) non-attached about like whether they're gonna buy into it or not and again at the end of the day trust your own energy because it's going to honestly it's inevitable if you're in this powerful relationship with this person they're Mm. gonna want to get in on it so don't even think too much about it don't need to strategize just give the invite you guys see how that happened where I started with one question and exploded into something completely different that's how problems arise (laughs) no (laughs) okay kidding that's how things happen that was the magic that happened okay (laughs) so we've covered a couple different things in terms of what a spiritual partnership is what kind of goes down to like get your you know partner or like introduce it to them as well or force it down their throat based on whichever's whichever it's up to you it's up to you (laughs) um but also I think I want to we also want to talk about like what is conscious coupling and uncoupling. And I'm curious before I go into like my definition, like really, what did you think? How would you put it into words when you first heard these terms? <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, when I heard, when I read the word coupling, I thought cupping. So obviously not there, but after rereading it a couple of times, I saw that cup, um, conscious coupling and uncoupling happens yeah. a lot to people more than you realize especially when it comes to your friend group. And I did that a lot because I didn't want to be alone. (laughs) Like that's the biggest factor I think is that people don't want to be alone. So they unconsciously couple themselves with a friend Mm. that may or may not be so good for them or same thing with the potential person. Um, Yesterday I posted up a, uh, 
an image on my Instagram that says, don't kneel like in front of the person and, or ask for help for the person that broke you. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very true. Like you don't like, if someone broke you, you don't want to be asking them for help. And I think that's like a conscious, that might be an, a conscious, I would say unconscious. Yeah. Or maybe unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. But I saw that and I was like, Oh shit, that hurt. Like it hits really hard because a lot of people do do that. Yeah. I think that's a really good example too, is so what I'm hearing from you is like, okay, conscious coupling and uncoupling kind of happens naturally to certain relationships. And I would say so. And I feel like that relates to this, like soul contracts and soulmates and twin flames and all of that, which I'll let you explain in a minute, um, just on your own experience. But I think that a good framework, um, to talk about Melody's version of conscious coupling and uncoupling is, I, I feel like at this point, y'all, you should know that you are spiritual divine beings that are having a human experience. You are a soul first, you're a spirit first, you're, you know, the divine connected to the conscious realm. You are much bigger than this physical vessel. And I will preach that all day, every day, but as a soul, like this kind of entity that comes into the physical body there is almost a mission that every soul gets, right? And with that, within that contract, you perfectly align with the right people, places, or things that will really help you in your mission. And soul contracts are really beautiful because you are able to meet people that are either there for you to fully support you, maybe with the whole duration of you being Mm -hmm. here, but also ones that aren't so favorable (laughs) and maybe harmful and challenging Ah. um, to teach you a specific lesson. I think that's what, you know, Melody was alluding to a little bit, but something to kind of just like echo off of what she was saying is we've all had these really profound spiritual relationships. And I want you all to get into this practice of realizing like those were all there to serve you. Whatever Mm -hmm. you had learned from an old friend, a teacher that might've rubbed you the wrong way, even a stranger, what was there for you? What did you need to learn? What did, what do you need to excavate from that experience so that you can become better? So do you, I don't know if you can think of an example of like a past friendship where it was like harmful, maybe a little toxic, but because of that, you were able to kind of, (laughs) you're smiling, maybe you can think of one now, but you were able to actually be a better person. So go ahead and yeah, share that if you'd like. Um, I'm not going to share the most recent ones <laughs> just because I don't want to be rude, but I yeah. did experience, um, I did experience a particular individual that I had to go through growing up. Now, this particular individual was very, very rude and mean to me, and I didn't know why. <laughs> and I, th- I think now that I, when I look back at it, this individual was kind of teaching me to not say specific things because I had a habit of not having a filter and just saying whatever the hell that came out of my mouth. And some of those things were very, very, it wasn't uh, like, it was, it was more of like secrets that I shouldn't have been shouting. (laughs) Bitch has a big mouth. (laughs) Bitch did have a big mouth growing up. So she was like, you, like she would pick on me. She would say a lot of rude things to me. Yeah. And I didn't understand why until later where she's like, you're going to get fucking beaten up, blah, blah, blah. Whoa, and I, whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Like I was like, <laughs> um, and I'm like, I'm 12, y'all. I'm like, I didn't know I was supposed to not say that. 
My bad. Sorry. And mind you guys, I grew up in a really small town. So if I said something, it probably yeah. was heard by like 9 million people, <laughs> not even in that little small town. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like that individual, like it was, it was, it was rough. It was really rough to hear that from somebody. And, and it happened for like a span of my school year. So yeah. whatever grade I was in at 12, this person was just like on me, like fucking a tick. She's like, <laughs> I don't yes. know what that sound is, but whatever. She was there. <laughs> she was there. And then eventually I learned like, I probably shouldn't be saying shit about other people's shit because it's not my yes. shit to spout. Yes. So I learned that the lesson hard- learned. <laughs> Round of applause for that. Yep. Yeah. That's a really beautiful yeah, description of that. It's like you were young and I'm sure it was given to you in this way. Like it needed to be that harsh so that you would it really did. like. <laughs> and mind you guys. Shut your it- mouth. Mind you guys, like, I'm a said, generator. Yes, yes. I'm also yeah. a generator and generators learn by, I hate this part about me, but I also love it, but we learn yeah. through trial and error. So if we don't oh, get it yeah. down the first time, we're going to get it down maybe at the 100th try. Oh my God, I don't want to meet the 100th me. try. Ugh, like me with my abusive ex and I just kept going back a million times and didn't learn my lesson or like every toxic wow I'm exposing myself right now no girl <laughs> every toxic relationship that I've had like yep. and I'm like no yep. we can make it work we can make it work we, we can, can make, make it, work. it work I can be a better <laughs> person I, I just have to like bend the knee I'm not bending the goddamn knee anymore Fine. I don't need to be myself I can be whatever you want me to be <laughs> exactly Whoa. oh we're having all right a all right we're having a fucking Sorry, session. Guys. Okay, we're reeling it back in. We're reeling it back in. Okay, so uh, what were we talking about? Coupling and uncoupling. This is yes. what I'll say about this, just to kind of wrap up this little segment. Is like the more well-known <laughs> definition of coupling and uncoupling is this really beautiful relationship where you still know, like you're this individual on your own, like on this planet with your own soul mission that you're wanting to achieve. Mm-hmm. And conscious coupling is kind of really what we were alluding to this whole time is like yeah. being and finding a partner where you really are upfront from the jump, you guys, like really from the beginning saying what your values are. And then they almost get to decide, like, will they live in agreement with that or not? And will they be able to move through any like Mm-hmm. troubles trials or tribulations with you regardless i mean when they don't understand like what those values are if they're feeling like they're not fitting in do you agree to be in that par- partnership until you come to potentially an end or you know you live that cup that beautiful conscious coupling until the end right mm-hmm. and then yeah. uncoupling is kind of when you come to this term of okay you have two conscious beings you've really established this wonderful relationship, but something deep in your soul. And we all know this, if we get mm-hmm. quiet enough to listen to our intuition where we're like, this isn't working anymore. Yep. And I am no longer getting what I need out of it. Think of those times where you're like, I'm convincing myself to stay here. And like, I, I know that it's time to move on, but I'm mm-hmm. so afraid to be alone or whatever the mm-hmm. case is that I would rather stay in this comfort zone and then actually go be expansive and explore. But when you have two conscious beings ready to uncouple, it's actually mm-hmm. such a powerful model of how to kind of end that partnership, collaboration, friendship, whatever it is, right? And essentially what happens is you can have this beautiful ceremony or a, just a convert, simple conversation where you're like, it doesn't feel right to me. And these are the steps that we want to take together so we can actually separate our lives. Like, how are we going to split all of our things in a very peaceful way? Or 
you know, do we need to take time apart? That conversations, those rules are something that are going to be specific to you as you uncouple. So this is very uncommon (laughs) in today's society, but I think this is a really beautiful moment because if you're here, you're actually conscious enough to be able to put this into practice. You can't attract these types of messages unless you are in that spiritual realm or, you know, vibration or frequency to receive it. So if you're in a place right now where you're like, Ooh, I'm feeling that with a friend or whomever Mm -hmm. trust yourself enough to have that conversation and let it be a mess if it needs to and honestly you'll be surprised at how often people are kind of okay with you know they're probably like "Ah, I've been feeling like this the whole time too so give a little grace to those experiences for sure I would like to throw in a disclaimer that do not use conscious coupling and uncoupling as an excuse to escape your responsibilities of being in a relationship now, if you're Ooh, like, I'm just going to throw that twist. out there okay. because, because you guys, if you are in a relationship, that means you're going at it a hundred, a hundred. Now we're going to like deviate to being re- like giving you some relationship advice, take it as you need, whatever, but yeah, if leave you're the gonna, rest, yeah. leave the rest. But if you're in a relationship and you put yourself there and you are not trying as hard as your partner is or vice versa, uncoupling is not going to help you or even talking about it because then you're going to bring up a whole bunch of a whole can of worms. Try first before you start using, before you consider uncoupling, because sometimes it's just a matter of miscommunication. Like that's pretty much the biggest thing. And at some point I tried to use uncoupling, announced the term. I tried to use that myself because I was like, I'm, I'm like, I was just being selfish. Like, honestly, I was just being a little selfish brat and I, and I'll admit that. So please don't use this as an excuse to run away from your responsibilities as a partner, as a wife, as a husband, especially if you have kids, please think about this 360. We're offering you like the term coupling, um, like the information of coupling and uncoupling. So you are aware of it, but use that, like, you know, for the betterment of yourself, not the betterment of you just wanting to be a freak. That's like, I think that's like a, a good point. And I, I've never, I have not even thought about that side of it too, is, you know, when you, what you're explaining might've been actually like unconscious, uncoupling too, because you're doing it obviously for all the wrong reasons, right. but when you're like wanting to escape something rather than wanting to kind of face the real issues of the relationship, then that's not necessarily something that you should utilize as like threatened, threatening the other person or whatever the case may be. Right. Now, by no means are we trying to say, stay in the relationship regardless, like always try right. to work it out, but to always stay in tune with what's truly like good for your soul. That mm-hmm. might actually be uncoupling, but sometimes that means like, can I like actually face whatever the wounding is here? Can I sit here and actually listen to the needs of the other person and actually put in again, like Melody was saying, equal effort to get through this. If you know that you've done your due diligence and given a gallant effort to like make it work and you still are feeling like, okay, this isn't right for them. Then maybe that's the point where you need to separate. So that's kind of, hopefully that clears everything up too. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. So both like 360 physical. Yes. All right. Okay. Shall we talk about soulmates and twin flames a little bit? Yes. I really want to talk about this because, oh my God, I don't know anything I feel like about twin flames. <laughs> like okay. I never understood it. So explain that to me. 
I'm going to give you the, uh, not the, not the scientific, but the professional definition and then the definition that everyone seems to have inherited by themselves. I'm going to Google it too while you're doing that. Uh, Okay. So I'm actually on Google. So twin flames. uh, So a twin (laughs) flame relationship is basically the most, a very intense relationship between two individuals that have a deep soul connection. Now, here's the thing, guys, please don't confuse deep soul connection with deep sexual lust. Oh, yes, because I've, more. <laughs> I've read and come across so many people like, I know that this person is my twin flame. I'm like, girl, no, that's a lot of red flags. You don't know each other like that. And the thing guy, the thing is guys, Wait, hold up. People use this as an excuse to like have a sexual experience. Yes. So that can, yes. okay. Okay. I got it. Got it. And or trap some poor soul. I don't know. Like the, the, twer- the word twin flame is now more of a like uh, a novelty item where people mm. are oh my god twin flame let me go yeah. get some from the show <laughs> no, that is not what a twin flame is yo sorry okay what's more the of the conscious definition of a twin flame then okay so a twin flame is a person that you do have a deep soul connection with that is for sure you guys will definitely have um, very similar life paths, maybe some history and potentially even dra- uh, trauma. So there's a lot of it. A lot of people call you, uh, would call a twin flame a mirror of yourself. So basically you'd be dating oh, yourself. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> and <laughs> this does not mean guys, I'm going to keep putting disclaimers in here. Do not go looking for the most damaged individual. If you think oh. you were damaged. That, that is not what it means for me. Wait. Okay. 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 Hold on. I have so many questions. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Ask away. Wait. Okay. So yeah. Twin flames. Like I'm thinking that the term trauma bonding is like coming up so much for me. Like I'm thinking that there's been a lot of situations for a lot of people, including myself, where you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I have this, you know, life experience and this person really deeply understands me. And they have gone through so many similar like traumas or trials and tribulations as me. So yep. I need to be in a relationship or be close with them. But all it ends up doing is amplifying more of the trauma and yes. re-wounding and re-traumatizing each other. That's why I said sometimes sometimes trauma, like, but for the most part, you guys have similar goals, a similar mindset. And like, and like you said, sometimes a similar way of achieve, like of what abundance or success or whatever means. Now, the thing is, I really want to strive to tell people this is you will not know your twin flame until you have committed heart and soul. Mm. That's like the key piece that people do not mention. And if you're saying that this person is your twin, your twin flame, how do you know? Is it because you and him order the same food at Jollibee every single day? No, that is not it. <laughs> oh, he, we like the same sex position. No, certainly not it. But yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah. A lot of people have that misconception that if their twin flame is with them, they're going to have this fiery, sexy, like satin sheets, hot, steamy nights. Maybe. But when, what I want to say is a twin Such a flame. surface level. Yeah, that's a surface level. It. Yeah. Underneath it all, your twin flame is that person that you can literally see yourself in and that you want to give them the same opportunities, the same love, mm. the same hope, the same drive that you have for yourself and vice versa. 
And I believe that my husband is my twin flame and my soulmate because he Mm. and I, we've gone through very similar situations in our lives. We grew up in very similar neighborhoods. We've literally, like, I understand him at a level that I don't even, I don't think that we really think about it as much now. Yeah. We're more like, yeah. it's kind of like that telepathic connection where you're like, oh shit, probably my husband's going to want to do this or Melody wants to do this. It's, I feel that that's what it is, a twin flame. That's beautiful. I think there's so much like conscious inner work that needs to be done just for anybody, not just in a twin flame situation, but in this particular situation, I almost said particulation. (laughs) In this situation, it's obviously going to be really helpful. And what Melody has done is she recognized that, you know, Gabriel is a really beautiful mirror for her. And there are going to be a lot of triggering situations, Mm -hmm. but those triggers are really intentional are in lessons that you need to learn in order to be a more expansive couple together. And obviously as individuals, but my other question too, because I don't think Oliver's a twin flame. And I feel like there's a lot of toxic maybe yes. information out there around there it as well. so much. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. So be careful, y'all. Use your discernment. But is it different than soulmates? Yes. And can you have more than... I Okay, this is that that portion is a is probably a more of a personal belief. I do believe that you will more than likely have more than one soulmate in your life. Um, twin flames are a little bit rarer just because of the fact that you, it's very difficult to find somebody that you can elevate yourself to such a level, maintain like a very calm and really even level of like understanding because Mm -hmm. like in this day and age, people aren't about giving to their partner. It's about what can I get from you? Yes. Taking now that's why I say twin flames are very, very rare. So you say that you have a twin flame, make sure that you actually do, because if you're just telling yourself this to make up a fairy tale, oh, it's going to end so bad. It's going to end. Yes. Very bad. I'm just <laughs> laughing because all I'm imagining is like a 16 year old that's constantly, sorry to the 16 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of like a teenager that's like, I my twin flame <laughs> just wants to get it in. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, I don't know how, when you guys, I don't know when the audience will ever tell their significant other, I love you, but I've noticed a lot of these days, kids are like, not kids, sorry, my age is maybe younger generation. The younger generation uses the words, I love you so easily, easily, so easily. And it doesn't have that. (laughs) (laughs) It does like, I, like I say it, I, I do say, I love you, but I say it to people that I trust and I want to send my love to. Like I, like I had a hard time saying, I love you to my husband. When we first started dating, he, he told me he loved me in like two months. And I'm like, I am in deep like of you straight up. I said, I I, I like you a lot. (laughs) It's funny to a year to say, I love you. So it took me time. I need to learn from that, honestly. Cause I, I am more in the camp of like, I, I love everybody. Like I'm just like, I love you. I love you. I love you. But that's really a symptom I think of like me wanting love so badly. So I just mm. like used it, you know, so like, um, generously, yeah. but I agree with this and this is always a side tangent, but that's fine. That's what we do here. Yep. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I agree that something that I'm really starting to learn and understand for myself is to be more mindful of who I say, I love you too. And there's so many terms out there. Yeah where we shouldn't be 
we're almost like um, taking away the, the charge of the word when it, we just throw it around. Like, do you really love like this random person that you met online? You're like, Hey sis, I love you. Blah, 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 and you never right. talk to them again. I right. feel like that's kind of like the kind of impact and the influence of like the internet and having so many connections yeah. and so many different either followers, friends, mm-hmm. connections, collaborations. Like there's so many different types out there that you just use it willy nilly. But I exactly. think that beautiful practice of being like, do I actually genuinely love them? And I think that saves a lot of your actual energy. Like you keep it for yourself and it plugs black into you versus like trying to cord into all of those people. Okay. (laughs) I'll bring that back now because we can talk about cord cutting and cutting and cords and all of that. Another podcast. (laughs) But I think something we need to always wrap up on is making sure that you guys take away something tangible from all of this. So we want to offer a couple tips and pieces of advice if you're Mm -hmm. looking for a soul partner or spiritual partner in general. Yes. You want to go first? Yes. My first one is don't get into a relationship unless you're ready. Seriously. Oh, yes. <laughs> like if you guys could see my face. <laughs> yes. I know we hear it all the time, right? But this is really good advice. Yeah. It, it really is, guys. Like don't give yourself to another person until you are ready to commit to them 100%. I personally believe that if you're in a relationship to be with another person because you want to be and that you want to like better yourselves and potentially see a future with each other, put in the time and the effort. If you're just looking for a fling, please use a condom and please be careful. Yeah, no judgment. Not, no yeah. judgment. I don't care what the hell you do, but be safe, be cautious <laughs> and understand that you these are, are sister all, words, right? These now, are sister real. words. These are big sister words. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, if, oh my God, but I'm triggered a little bit, but please yeah. be safe, be conscious. And also remember to not give so much of yourself away. You are your body. I know this is very cliche, but your body is your temple. temple. If you are abusing oh, oh. it, if you're not treating it well, if you're giving it to too many lovers, take a mm-hmm. break, give yourself some time, heal. That's like the number yeah. one thing, because if you're expecting your next person to take care of you, ha, no. <laughs> Just yes. No. It's never external. And with sexual partners, if we're, I mean, cause obviously we love to have like more spiritual framework around this. This is, you guys need to be just, you know, mindful because those energetic ties really do stay yes, they with do. you, whether you're aware of it, everything's vibration, everything is energy. So yep. when I realized this, it, I realized that my body was holding a lot of either trauma or memories or things mm-hmm. like that when I had, you know, other spiritual experiences. So again, your body is the temple and just be mindful of that. But also what she's alluding to the bigger picture with what she's saying is, you know, be, you know, what really determine when you're ready, what are your values? How much do you love and respect yourself? And are you sourcing that from inside versus needing that external validation from another person? Yes. And last yeah. note on my end is this is a little old school but remember guys, a relationship is about giving and providing to your partner. It's not, it's not always about taking. I know a lot of these days, it's all about what can you give to me? No, it's about what can you give to your partner to make sure that they're comfortable, they're happy and vice versa. It's a two-way street, y'all. If you're just thinking about getting something from somebody, you're not, no, you're not going to have a good relationship. You're not going to have a good time. At that Meanwhile, point, it's a very I'm transactional like- thing. 
I'm on the other side where I'm like, I overgive. I like give too much <laughs> to a relationship, but that's another, that's the other side of the spectrum yeah. where you need to realize like, why are you in that relationship? Is it transactional or are mm-hmm. you guys really adding to the other person's, you know, livelihood and well-being yeah. too? Um, other tips that you have, or shall I share mine? Uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll probably have something that I don't want to be mean about as giving while I'm giving the tip. <laughs> okay. So you can, so you mean. can do that. You're not, you're going to, are you going to share that one or no? Uh, I'm debating oh, it. Go for it. <laughs> okay. I'll go first. So my thing is mine's really cliche too, but like, make sure that you really have this self-love journey. And another like little nuance with that is I was single for almost a year after my last relationship. And I really worked on my relationship with my body and myself and tried to figure out what self-love was even meant for me. But I know that a lot of you out there, you're going to be like, I need to be 100% ready. And I realized too, for me, you're not going to ever be 100% ready. So when you're at like 80% or it feels like 80%, maybe there's a little bit more. That little 20% is probably something that can be amplified and really nurtured and cared for with the person that you actually meet. So don't, you don't need to err you know, on the caution of you don't need to be 100% ready, but you do need to do some level of work before getting into a relationship. And only you can kind of know that beautiful formula for yourself. Number two is to practice with other people. Like look at the relationships that you do have and how can you have like really make them fruitful ones, ones that really honor your needs and your boundaries and feel very loving. It could be with your dog. It could be with a friend. It could be with a family member where you practice that first before you call in a soul partner or that spiritual relationship. And lastly, be really unapologetic about stating your needs from the beginning. I think that was the most profound thing that I could do when finding my, when finding Oliver and even with Melody, like really saying like, Hey, these are the things that I want in the business. This is what I'm looking for. This is my big, big vision. Like, do you agree or not? And if you can do that from the beginning, instead of trying to please them, trying to be liked by them, it saves everybody time and energy. And then ultimately just have faith Because at the end of the day, there's larger forces at play here that are so here to guide you, your spirit team, your galactic star seed family, your angel Mm -hmm. spirit guides, whatever you want to say, those energies are here to ensure that you will get that person or persons when it is time. So trust it. Yes. And this is my final tip. (laughs) I'm not going to give you the other one because I'm a little mean, but (laughs) my final tip is if you guys don't know please talk to me or Michelle. Like we have okay. a call session that we can do with you guys. It's only nice plug, shameless plug. <laughs> please come talk to us. Like, hell yeah. It's like, true. We, we are really like, guys, I'm a self-intimacy coach and trust me, I've been through a lot of experiences that I really don't want anyone else to go through because they were very painful, both physically, yeah. mentally, and emotionally. Yeah. To save you guys that pain, please talk to me, Michelle. We I agree. have to share some insight and help guide you guys if you need the assistance and if you're ready for that. So I please. think that's our cheapest offering, but just yes. so that you guys can get an idea of how that works. If you do just want like quick advice, it's going to be mm-hmm. about a 45 minute session, maybe like 30 to 60, kind of just depending in that ballpark. Right. You just 
fill out a little form, let us know what's going on and give some details about it. And then we can have a really beautiful deep work session. So you can actually get somebody that's like a third party to really support you in that. You know, there's so much coaching out there. That's like 150 bucks for an hour. And we wanted to Mm -hmm. make this super accessible for you. So you can work out like an issue that might be going on with your love relationships very quickly. And can I get you to the next step of where you want to be? So please use that. And overall, whether you use that service or not, but highly suggest you do. Yes. Um, We just wanted to really, really thank you for being so supportive of the podcast, for us, for being part of the Soli community. And Mm -hmm. anytime you need any goodness guidance, please go to project3h.com. It's there to serve you. There's so many beautiful free resources on there. DM one of us or use that beautiful resource of the Clarity Call. We hope you enjoyed this one. All right. Thank you so much guys for joining us today. And please remember that you guys can be anything because you're absolutely everything. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.